0: Welcome to Between the Lines. I'm Esther Hatch. I'm here with Tracy Hunter-Abramson, Sean and Bessie, Sarah Eden. And today we have a special guest, Rachel Wagner, who is a film critic and also another podcaster. She does the Hallmarky podcast. And I've been lucky enough to be a guest on her show, which I have loved every chance. I've had a chance to do that. Um, And today we're going to be talking about film adaptations and especially bringing this up partially because the new Persuasion just came out and Rachel had me on her podcast and we talked about it. And it was very interesting to see the differing views about what makes a good film adaptation, what are people looking for when one of their favorite books becomes a movie. So we're really excited to have you here today, Rachel. Could you give us a quick introduction of all your platforms
1: and all the things you do? Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is great. Uh, yeah, the most popular thing that I do is called the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm the host and founder. And, uh, we, and a bunch of my friends, we talk about all things rom-com, hol- holiday related, uh, and, uh, and anything that's on Hallmark channel, uh, we talk about. And it's just a ton of fun. We even talk about books once a month, me and my friend Bree. Uh, and then I also am a film critic. Uh, and I recently have been dabbling into theater criticism too, which has been a lot of fun. That's awesome. Keep busy. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so where you've done some film critic work, um, one thing that would be interesting for us as writers is to ask if you feel like there's a certain book genre or a style of writing that lends itself better to movie adaptations than others.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. Cause there's obviously good and bad movies in every genre. Uh, but I feel like maybe the first thing I thought of was comic books as a genre because, I mean, there's obviously a lot of terrible comic book adaptations, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but because they provide the, the pictures and the character designs and the, the world building, it's all kind of done for you. And they're not yeah. like, especially verbose. And usually the plots aren't like super complex. So I feel like they're, they're one of the easier
2: Genres. Well, it's true that you know all the Marvel movies and and that genre are huge. They're huge. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so that that's was the first one I thought of. I think also like fairy tales. Yeah. Anything where you have kind of like a a really simplistic moral of like good and evil and and yeah. uh, I think something like that's going to be pretty easy to translate again there's terrible ones but um <laughs> i'm gonna be <laughs> uh don't need remind it of red riding hood you know from <laughs> a while back. but um uh but i think that that helps the more complex the world building the more mm. complex the plot i think the harder it is to uh to translate that's why there's so many terrible sci-fi movies
2: <laughs> yeah, never thought of it that way. Yeah, it's true, and you think yeah. about how many versions of Cinderella there are. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's a good. That's, yeah, yeah.
2: And I know you know, I will them watch. Good. I was gonna say, I will watch all of them. every single <laughs> one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I think we hear this a lot, especially because we're you know book people. But I, I think one of the most common things people say when talking about book adaptations into movies is the book was better. You hear that all the time. The book was better. The book was better. Um, so I'm really curious if there is um, a book to movie adaptation that at least for you, you felt mm-hmm. like the movie was better.
1: Yeah, I have a couple. I actually did a video on my YouTube channel a couple of months ago about this. Uh, but one of the ones that I always talk about is, uh, is The Princess Bride. I I just Mm -hmm. didn't like the book. I thought that like in the movie where they have the grandpa and the, you know, the young boy interrupting the flow of things was kind of charming. And in the book, it's the author and he's just making all this commentary. I found it very annoying. Mm -hmm. I know I'm in the minority. I feel like most people don't agree with me on that, but I just didn't like book. Another one that I think the movie is a lot better than the book is Mary Poppins. I just found, the book to be really dull and lacking in any kind of whimsy or charm. Um, I mean, it might've helped both of those. I saw the movie first, so maybe I was biased, but (laughs) (laughs) um, that's when I thought of. And then also, this is also hardcore Harry Potter people disagree with me on this, but I prefer the order of the Phoenix movie over the book because the book has like angsty hairy
2: for a yeah. long time
1: yeah that was a I hard one to get through not my favorite so <laughs>
3: well, especially me. those of us who are reading about angsty teens while trying to raise angsty right. teens <laughs> i was like i can't <laughs> handle more hormones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i need a break I, so, it's so
1: interesting true you,
3: yeah well, the, your theory that perhaps seeing the movie before you've read the book maybe an influence because I was the same way with Princess Bride. I think I liked the book as much as I did because I liked the movie. Yeah. I think if I had done it yeah. in the opposite order, I might not have. There's something about the way yeah. they frame it around that relationship between the
1: grandson and the grandfather that yeah. I think,
3: I don't know. I agree mm-hmm. with you. I think that is absolutely a case mm-hmm. where I liked the movie better. Yeah.
1: Um, Another I, one that's interesting is The Perks of Being Beginning Wallflower, which was actually, it's, it's interesting because it was adapted and directed by the author of the book. So I feel like that was intentional that he like actually made it better.
0: Interesting. Oh, wow. So I know one of the hardest things when you're looking at trying to take a book and turn it into a screenplay is trying to trim everything down and, and trying to keep the, the core of the plot. And, you know, you mentioned some different you know genres that, that work a little or type of writing that works a little better. Um, if even when you have to trim a lot out, can the right casting make up for it?
1: I would say yes and no. <laughs> there are certain scripts that nobody is going to be able to save. Like <laughs> nobody was making that um, Doctor Doolittle movie good with Robert Downey, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is an amazing actor. Like, uh, yeah, he couldn't, and save
3: even it. that couldn't save it. <laughs> no,
1: yeah. So there's there's some that are beyond <laughs> uh, beyond saving. Uh, but it, I think that you can forget the kind of weakness maybe in an adaptation. If you're really feeling the chemistry, especially in a romance, yeah. Uh that will make a big difference uh, and I'll be much more forgiving. Also, I don't know. I feel like certain books are just really hard to adapt. And so I'm a little more forgiving. Like Mansfield park, I think is really hard. So the two adaptations we have, I'm a little mm-hmm. more forgiving mm-hmm. of those because I think it's a hard book to adapt. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think the chemistry can help a lot. Uh, I mean, something like uh, Love and Friendship, uh, as far as Jane Austen, I mean, that has almost nothing to do with the book. It's, it's, it's got the, I don't know why they named it that, because it's Lady Susan, <laughs> but it's titled Love and Friendship. But I really enjoy it because Kate Meckinsdale is great and really funny, and it's just kind of subversive, and, and uh, I think the script is good. So, yeah, it can help. That's for sure. Okay, and I'm going to
0: ask a follow up question. What do you think? Do you think that authors, I know a lot of times people are like, well, I wouldn't want to turn my book over to somebody else's for a screenplay. Do you think authors yeah. can just automatically look, oh, I can just write a screenplay? Or I, I think that it's a lot harder than
1: it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a writer. So I, I don't know for sure. But I've talked to a lot of writers. And I do think writing a screenplay is a very different beast mm-hmm.
2: than uh, than
1: writing a novel. Um, especially if you're writing for uh, made for TV movies, which is what I cover a lot of, because you have, there's so many things that you have to consider when the ad breaks are, when uh, right. that you have to have it kind of build right up to the perfect spot where you're going to need an ad break. And, um, and you might have, uh, you might have product placement you have to put in. I mean, just stuff like that that you wouldn't even think of. Uh, but um, uh, it's, it's definitely, people think they watch these Hallmark movies and they think, oh, that's I could do that. It's super easy. <laughs> mm, it's actually that's more right. complex than it
2: looks, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it, it that's fascinating that to me. So they actually do have to put in the ad breaks. Are they yeah. given the time that they need between mm-hmm. each section? Because I feel like they, mm-hmm. the ads don't all come at the, at the same amount of distance between They're them. They're pretty
1: close. I think there's seven ad breaks in every movie. Uh, and they're going to be, pr- they might not be exactly the same, but they're going to yeah. be pretty close. That's so
2: That's interesting. interesting
1: yeah.
3: So That's I'm curious like to of- ask, um, we've talked about books that are genres that lend themselves to adaptations, et cetera, books that maybe didn't work in adaptations. Is there a book you would love to see be adapted either for, you know, made for TV movie or, you know, to the big screen? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Uh, well, I, I I would love to see The True Confessions of Charlotte Doyle. Uh, it's a um, mid-grade uh, book about this girl who ends up on this uh, pirate ship. And she basically ends up becoming a pirate. It's really fun. I can't believe I don't really understand why it hasn't been made into a movie. Yeah, it, uh, it's a Newbery winner. I mean, it wasn't like some obscure book. So I don't really Ooh. understand why that one hasn't been made into a movie. I think it would be really fun. Um, also we've we've gotten a mini series for uh, Elizabeth Gaskell's uh, mm. books North and South mm-hmm. and no, Wives now. and Daughters but oh, I, would I, an like, I would love to see an actual feature film like i'd love to see hollywood mm. put some money behind yeah. it and mm-hmm. you know mm. i i i think that those books have so much potential to be well really they got really such great movies. characters. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. just series That's,
0: that just scares me a little I'm <laughs> <laughs> the bbc it's so good. I would be... Ter- I mean, like, I would... I want it. It's like I'm I'm torn on that. Like, I would love yeah. to see it in movie form. But also, like, how do you
2: improve? Well, maybe maybe they'd have to do it like Harry Potter, where you had to draw the line and say every actor had to be British. hmm <laughs> Yeah. That means yeah. Sean could be in the cast. Sean Woo-hoo! could be in the cast. i be an extra, in the mill. I mean, my...
1: He's not British, but my... I was wanted... Them to make uh, John Thornton Michael Fassbender, um, I, think, I think he's uh, Austrian. That's uh, something like that. He's European. He could, he
0: could be British. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> American
1: audiences won't know the difference. <laughs> yeah. Or Our Hollywood. Accents and accents. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I would love that. I think that would be really great.
0: Well, I think we can't end this episode without talking a little bit about the new Persuasion. Um, We did a podcast about it, and we talked for Mm -hmm. how long? An hour and a half (laughs) about the movie. And Rachel and I had some very similar thoughts about it and also some different thoughts about it. I think um, there were things I definitely enjoyed, but things that really took me away from it. So I'm curious what you think. Why was Persuasion... First of all, why is it a hard movie to adapt? Mm-hmm. But also, what choices did they make that maybe made it harder than it should have been?
1: I think it's hard to adapt because so much of the drama happens off stage. I guess you'd say yeah. outside of the book. It happened before, you know, when they uh, when they were dating before when they were young. Uh, it happens. Uh, when in letters that she gets from you know from like louise about Louise musgrove and things like that uh, and so a lot of that's hard, I think, to translate to the to it's it's hard to make that cinematic and make it exciting right mm-hmm. uh, and also, I just don't think we so often have heroines these days that are soft and kind yep. and sweet. We tend to have more heroines that are that are strong and tough and, and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, or on the other hand, sassy and, and, uh, and, uh, strong willed. Right. Um, so I think Anne is a tougher kind of character to bring to, uh, to, to, to the, to the screen.
0: So they just didn't, I think, based no. on our right.
1: conversation last time. <laughs> They didn't yeah. really dream
0: yeah. and into that movie, and
1: I was so it, disappointed because I was really pulling for this because people were like really down on the trailer, and I was like, just give it a chance, it'll be fine. Yeah. And, like normally, I am very forgiving. I mean, we talked Esther, about this um, one with uh, Alicia Witt called Modern Persuasion, where it's like a modern setting, and it is being it was eviscerated on Letterboxd and terrible reviews. But I, I found I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was a Worthwhile attempt, not perfect, but I mean. So okay, I actually very... just saw that last week. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did. It was cute. Did
0: you hate it? No, you it was it? cute. I mean, it's yeah. like you had to take it for what it was.
1: Yeah, that's what I felt. I agree. And so I'm very forgiving of these movies. Uh, and I mean, to me, the I guess the actual final kind of ridiculous blow in this movie is that they try to sell. Mr. Elliot is the romantic hero of the story. What? Yeah, okay. at the end. They have his wedding and they're like, don't be afraid to love whoever you want to love. And they have
3: a... Uh-oh. Okay, Uh-oh. Sarah Uh-oh. is like seriously struggling right
1: now. Seizure. We better... <laughs> oh, sorry, I
3: should have said spoiler. I oh, no, I don't plan to see it. Okay. I saw enough in the trailer to know they've ruined my favorite Austin, so I don't plan to see it. Yeah. I don't know if I can be okay, guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Literally. It's the end it's of the okay, movie it's
1: the big message is his wedding and love whoever you want to love and uh, I was just kind of like
2: what's this?
1: This is some kind of other world.
0: Wow. I, I, I do think boring. the fact that it was Henry Golding <laughs> was, made me very forgiving of anything they did to his <laughs> character. That's but the um, of an adaptation
3: cast yeah. yeah. Golding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> But I will say, like, I kept waiting for that shoe to drop of like, well, he's just, they think he's rich. They think he's doing these nice things. They think, and then it it never, it never dropped. Like, yeah, I, it was very, that was an interesting choice for sure (laughs) for that movie.
1: Yeah. My friend, uh, Melissa Lani Larson, she's a local playwright and she, uh, she did a version that was at UVU just this last, uh, did you see it, Sarah?
3: Oh, I've seen it in three different theaters now where it's been performed because her adaptation is amazing.
1: It's so good. And what she did that's so brilliant. And I think this is the way that you'd have to do the movie to make it like a really great adaptation because the ones we've had have been fine. But um, except for this recent one. Um, But what she does is she has uh, she has two parts of the stage. One part is the young Wentworth and Anne, Mm. different actors. And then the other part is the current situation. Oh, I and so that was I thought extremely smart, and mm-hmm. I think that is the way to do it if you're going to do it in a movie. Because and to have different actors playing the young, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that would be good.
0: I did love in this one. They did open with like a flash theme of their previous relationship, and I thought that was. No, I don't think any of the other adaptations had done that. Yeah. And I thought that was actually really beautiful. It got me, like, excited, like, maybe they're going to pull this off. And there were definitely things I liked about it, and I love that they're making movies of Jane Austen's, but it did not feel like persuasion to me, so that was hard to get behind.
1: I mean, it just felt like a completely different character than Anne Elliot. I mean, she's breaking the fourth wall. She's really snarky. She's, frankly, you have a hard time believing that she would be persuaded, this character right. that we're introduced yeah. to. It does not feel like somebody who would be easily influenced right. by yeah. anybody. And, uh, and yeah, she's breaking the fourth wall. She's, uh, she's got jam on her face. She's, she's getting drunk. She literally at one point pours mm-hmm. a bottle of wine on her head, uh, and has wine all over her. I mean and don't even get me started on the historical inaccuracies of the costumes <laughs> the hair <laughs> I think okay, Sarah I think you Sarah, cannot Sarah watch this this, is, this off is, off. is breaking
3: me I think we, we may need to move on <laughs> <laughs> well
0: so you've it's heard it from us watch Persuasion with an open mind if you want to enjoy it <laughs> or avoid it if you think it's going it. to kill or your brain <laughs> <laughs> it's going to hurt your soul you can skip it. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Rachel. We loved having you on. It's so fun to hear a different side of these stories, of the, the cinematic side. And will you tell our audience where they can find you um, if they want to read or watch some of your podcasts?
1: Yes, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, you can find me at the Hallmarkies Podcast.
0: Thank you so much. We appreciate everyone listening in. Join us next time on Between the Lines.
2: Yes.